finally, the vacation of your dreams. Rolling green hills and the ancient lands that you have fascinated about for years, fantasized about for years, excuse me. You are finally in Ireland. Jet lag hit pretty hard, so you decide to grab a nap once you get settled into the cottage you're renting. After a decent nap, you wake up to see it's gotten dark and you are starving. Time to check out the pub your cottage owner was raving about. It's gotten a bit chilly, so you grab a coat and a map of the town. You head outside using the flashlight on your phone to read the map as you walk. You make your way towards the main road pretty easily. I mean, not too hard to get lost here. As you pass through an arc of trees, something rustles in the dark beside you. Nope, no, no, no. You know better. Too many horror movies start out this way. Quickening your pace, you hurry towards the end of the grove. You can see the clearing, but something trips you. You land hard on your knees and start panicking a little. Something invisible tugs at your necklace, ripping it from around your neck. Something else grabs your wallet, dumping the contents all over the ground. You watch as as a small creature picks up some of your change and runs away. After a moment, everything stops. Shaken and a little disheveled, you gather your wallet and all of its uh, entrails, basically, and make a mad dash for the town. Once there, you find the pub and rush inside. As you work on catching your breath, the bartender comes over looking concerned. Are you okay? You shake your head and start explaining what happened, really hoping they don't think you're crazy. The bartender leads you to a stool, having you sit and pouring you a nice big glass of whiskey. You shakily take the glass when the bartender sets a container of honey next to you. Raising an eyebrow, you look at it. For the whiskey? They shake their head. No, for the fairies. Hello, everybody. Today is my turn, and we will be discussing the Fae, but not just any Fae. We are going to make this a two-part, not necessarily episode, but a two-part segment of the Fae. Today is going to be the Unseelie Court. You guys know me. I'm Lorna, and today I am joined by the boys. Kyle. Drew. <laughs> so, and we will be discussing the dark side. I was about to say this yeah. week is the unseelie. Next week is the next. My next segment will be the seely. You know what I meant? Yeah. Cool. Because then I can use something that I know, like maybe the brownies. Yeah. No. No. No problem with that. I know about. I know about those little bastards. <laughs> well. Do you guys want me to go or Kyle? You had something you wanted to I say? had something we needed to discuss real quick because oh, no. for NH Media. Uh we here at NH Media do not support the uh like uh, how do I say this? Someone on NH Media put out some false information and we need to talk about it and get it cleared up. And I wanted to give Drew a chance to uh give his side of the story because it involves him. So, Drew, do you have anything to say about it? About what? About Nathan saying that Common Rider is the best show on NH Media, which everyone knows is false. <laughs> Remind me Saturday to smack him so hard upside the head. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Drew and Nathan's new show debuted on Monday. Called Common Sense. I texted Lorna and told her that... uh. 
I was gonna have to mess with Drew a little bit. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> the I was, amount I of panic on his face was amazing. <laughs> oh, so good. I'm gonna kill you. Oh, you should have heard because as I was listening to the episode, Nathan and I are bad mouthing each other back and forth on Facebook Messenger. This he doesn't realize what he's done. We're going to turn this into a whole WWE promo versus promo thing now. Right, okay. and I'm on the crossfire. Okay. I'm going to call Nathan out. He just said, besides my mom, he's our biggest fan. <gasps> he didn't even acknowledge Original Geek Show, which is run by our boss, so. I still need to listen to that. I don't have time. I, don't, so I need to get around to that. See, that's because Drew is the common factor here. Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> so, Drew did not support Nathan's allegation about comments. I didn't even know what was show. going on, so you can't know. Ah, ah, but you can't do that. To also, me. didn't deny it because I didn't know he said this. <laughs> I can't remember if it was in the episode or in the episode. It was near the I start of had, the episode. I haven't had a chance to listen to that yet. I don't remember because I tried to when it when it aired. But my Spotify wasn't wanting to play it. No, that's fine. Yeah, it was like near the beginning. Uh, I think you two had it back and forth about it for a minute. But uh, yeah, it's look, it's one of the best. How about that? We can live with that. All right. <laughs> but hey, Nathan, and I can say this because I'm part of this one. One of our episodes is still number one. We we can no we we can't use that because that's the episode Nathan was on that he yeah hosted. I'm like at least we're <laughs> the most listened to Nathan ha huh? that there you go <laughs> but yeah <laughs> nice recovery true Nathan and I have been having so much fun with that and I texted Lauren I said look <laughs> when after you do your story I'm gonna have to do a bit uh I don't want you to panic but I'm it's going to get be- you. It's going to be me poking fun at Nathan and Drew. Because and I, I have been working so much. Back. I thought something was actually going on. Like, <laughs> No, the sheer amount of like concern and panic that was showing <laughs> on his face was just comical and amazing. The concern when I was talking about something happened. And then when I said Drew was part of it, the panic. Oh. Yes. Well, no, every job I've had, I'm always the scapegoat. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, great, here we go again. Don't <laughs> yeah. no worry, but, we love you. We just want I, I will say, with Common Sense happening, I'm glad to be back to doing that because yeah. we need to get that word back out there. It's a good stuff. Like with Lorna talking about the Fae, not a lot of people know about the Toku stuff. And that was kind of upsetting when Toku time ended. Well, I'm, we are very, very, very happy that you have yeah. the opportunity to do that again. It was a good show. Like I like the first episode. I can't. Ooh, I almost knocked over my table. I can't wait we for still the next one. <laughs> we haven't decided. But no, what's funnier is getting back on topic for Lorna's. I tell every time uh, we're about to do an episode, I tell my bosses what we're talking about, and I told them the part that that I'm going to be that I did notes for. And my boss Daniel loved him to death. Like, is it expensive? <laughs> I was like, it's what? What? <laughs> it's like because we were talking about. I don't want to give it away till I get to it. So, okay, okay, and it was like, cool. He he was asking that. I'm just like, uh, first of all, it's not, it's not. What? <laughs> I I love our bosses. They're they're great. 
my dad has no idea what we talk about, but he support he he hopes we do good. Okay, I'm happy that we're happy. My mom is Scottish. She loves fantasy. Both my parents do. Like you should see the amount of like wizard and dragon statues that my parents have. Also, kudos <laughs> on that the accent there, Laura. That was really good. Oh yeah. No, nah, it wasn't my best. I know it wasn't your best, but it worked for the story. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. <laughs> see, I love Irish oh. and Scottish accents. I. If you were to ever cosplay somebody from Apex, I know who you'd be perfect for. I know. Yeah, I you'd be perfect for Horizon. Yep. Uh, I guess that's an Irish character. Yeah, she, yes. she's like she's she's known as Space Mom, basically. Okay. She, she, every time you play as her, it's always like a motherly tone to her. Oh. But um, speaking of moms. I talked to mine about how we're the guests at the, how we're, well, yeah, guests at the convention coming up. I, I asked her if she listened to the podcast and every time I do that, she thinks she's about to be quizzed. Oh, <laughs> and all I did was like, I asked her if she listened to it. I was going to show her a picture of the occlute. So she saw what it looked like. Cause that was still on my phone. And she was, she looks at me like, <laughs> he's like no you're not being quiz i just want to know if you have listened to this episode <laughs> mom almost really excited when Double i told cup. her that i'll be doing the the fey yeah so yeah that was like, really hard to find research on because i couldn't remember what what like what went into which one because every time i looked up something it was pulled like everything else like it's it kind of research well no yeah. it pulled up the other one like the next segment Oh. not the one I needed see what happens is you'll get Sealy listed first and then you'll get the unseely because the Sealy are I'll speak about that in a minute <laughs> I wanted to do uh Silkies but Selkies Selkies thank you Selkies can be classified as fae because of reasons but they would be Sealy rather yeah. than unseely and see, and that was the same thing. Drew was trying to help me with that, but it was pulled up Sealy first, not unseely. Right. Well, I, I just hit myself with my <laughs> I just hit myself with my notes. It's a hefty book. But knowledge. I got power. you. Yeah. Knowledge. But yeah, I got you. You'll learn what all about the unseely today. I'm excited for the changelings. Mm-hmm. Changelings are fun. I've seen stories. Changelings is one I know about and I was going to talk about, but Lorna said she had notes. I was like, all right, I'll find something different then. <laughs> See, and that's like, I want, that's why I asked like in the group chat, like what if brownies counted and when she said they didn't, like, <laughs> Brown, like I said, brownies are kind of in their own category. Yeah. But they, they align more towards Sealy, unless you piss them off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where we will segue. In Back into the show. And I was about to because say, because my, very- off brownies. <laughs> my very first note on this is nothing Faye is black or white. All right. So Faye, fairy, fair folk, we folk. Many names are known for a large diverse group of supernatural creatures. Legends of the Faye are far spread across Europe and actually have no particular origin story. Some folklore says that the Fae even existed before humans. And then there's some, a little bit, some outlandish 
uh, like things that say Fey are aliens, or that's where you know the concept of aliens comes from because you know bright light, different realms, things like that. Huh. Yep. But even the origins of the word fairy or or fey are greatly influenced by magic in the existence of an enchanted land. The fae come in many shapes and sizes, not just tiny little versions of humans with wings. Most other worldly creatures in Europe, especially in the British Isles, are considered to be part of the fae community. So that would include selkies. Now, of course, just like, you know, most everything in life, the fae are divided into two groups. Stemming from Scottish folklore, Seelie and Unseelie are the usual classifications. Seelie, meaning happy, lucky, or blessed, are the benevolent, yet still dangerous fae. They are the quote-unquote light. The Unseelie, which obviously we are talking about today, are the unblessed, the misfortune, the dark fae. You can act, like I said, it's kind of a worldly concept of, you know, dark versus light. You could actually see a similar division of the elves in Norse mythology. Norse <laughs> mythology. Whew, it's been a week. I'm tired. Excuse me. Did you say Any- Norse mythology? I did. I mean, they were called <laughs> Northmen, so. It didn't even dawn on me until you corrected yourself. <laughs> I was like, wait, I didn't say that right. <laughs> Any questions so far? Mm-mm. Cool. Cause I got a lot more. Like I said, I got this. This probably this is gonna be my longest one. Cause I love the thing. Well, longest one until we do vampires, at least. Oh yeah. <laughs> the unseelie fae are often the ones that are more beloved, more malevolent towards humans. They are the ones that Scottish, Irish, and Welsh parents would tell their children about to keep them in line. Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> now. Many sources have made the point of saying that the unseelie are not evil and the seely good. It really depends on the disposition and their willingness to help or harm humans. It goes back to, you know, nothing fae is black or white. Yeah, right. All fae is gray. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fae are gray, gray jar, I got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because, Okay, so a lot of legends say that the Seelie kind of try and stay to their own and where the Unseelie are the ones that will, like, you know, fuck with a human. Yeah. Or fuck a human. Because that's... That, well, not, not, not just that. Like, a lot of the... Sorry. A lot of this. the things... <laughs> a lot of things I read where you get these human, say, hybrids are more accepted within the Sealy Unsealy Court over the Sealy Court. Makes sense. Crazy, huh? A little bit. Now, the Unsealy are more, you know, hedonistic and self-serving before being honestly harmful to humans. Um, they are very, I'm going to, if I can do it my way, I'm going to do it my way. And you cannot tell me to do any different. I will do what I want. Excuse me, that kind of thing. Yeah, I I get that. Now, many sources have also said a human can win the favor with the Unseelie before the Seelie. The Unseelie respects power and might 
over a specified set of cultural rules. So they're a little more wild and they like are like, okay, that this person's actually kind of cool. Yes. Question. E. Uh would the leprechaun fit in this? Could go either way. Because if you're how you're explaining this reminds me of the movie. The horror movie? <laughs> yes, the horror movie. It reminds me because okay. he um because he got he got favors like from them i'm saying like if they caught him he got they got the wish but it went a twisted way his way Uh, that's actually pretty common uh, with a lot of fae like even like between with like fairy um brownies are like i said a whole different aspect but a lot of like your smaller fae like if you capture them or if you find out their name like you think about rubble stillskin yeah he's often you know categorized as some type of fae or leprechaun-esque creature but you have leprechauns honestly could probably go either way just depending on their disposition yeah i just it's just you you saying all about that just remind me of how he acted in the movie was all now that being said seely fairies are still like i said mentioned earlier they're still dangerous to humans and there's still that whole trickery element and everything but the unseelie ones are doubt can be downright harmful. Oh and yeah. I will go into that when I go into my examples of what some of my favorite unseelies are. I just saw how she has these before we even got to the subject there thing. Like she already had all these notes no matter what. I always do. I, I, I love I love things and they and all of it and all of it. And what's really funny is like. I was thinking like I could totally do um, different Irish legends or different Scottish legends, but I'm See, like, I, w- I wanted to do one, but I couldn't think of anything. Well, like this kind of encompasses a lot of it. Yeah. So there we go. Like I said, I, I did my work. <laughs> um, a word of caution though. The unseelie do not give a damn about your feelings. I'm not surprised. They consider taking the opportunity to hold power over someone as a great feat. And they will treat you quite rather disrespectfully if you act offended. If you are offended and they know you are, they've won. They... Exactly. <laughs> that was now, a I joke was... for our listeners. I'm not political at all. I was being a smart ass. No, I know, but it was just I was trying to take a drink and then you did that. Oh god. I almost but, spit up my drink. But seriously, the unseely, they're it's not an arrogant thing, it's an honest thing, and they yeah, will be yeah. brutally honest with you. And if you begin to take offense. If you begin to take offense, then they've won. That's that, you know, holding power over someone. Honesty is the best policy, so. Right. But don't worry. I'll mention a few ways to, to, you know, protect yourself later in the episode. Surprisingly, there is a hierarchy within the Unseelie. Though it's a little uh, fluid little lacking in longevity. <laughs> <laughs> Think more of, you know, 
Darwin's survival of the fittest. Ah. Looking out for yourself. Noble Fay can become king and queen, but it's literally a fight to the death. So you can rise up in the ranks, but it's a constant battle to keep that title. <laughs> Which goes again into, you know, valuing power and kind of a sense of brutality. Yeah. So now we get to go into some of my favorite unsealies. Starting with, which is actually quite a coincidence because today, I believe it said today, it was either yesterday or today, marks the basically anniversary of the legend of Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Horseman. Which brings me to my first unsealy. Adulahan, also known as the Headless Horseman, but there have been accounts of Headless Women, Headless Horse Women. So we're going to go with Headless Horse People. Hold up. Yep. Yes, true. He's a that he's Adulahan. That's what Adulahan is. Yeah, that's Adulahan. Adulahan is. Yep. Now, Adulahans actually call forth the soul of a dying human. Like they will literally stand at the door of a house waiting for someone to die and they get that soul as soon as possible. Yeah. So I can't can't (laughs) say what I want to say. No, I can't. It's the, well, we've we've gotten the casting on here before, so I could probably do it, but I'm not going to. Okay. I mean, if it, if it, if it's okay for me to do, I'll do it. I mean, Nick can always edit it. That's fair. Basically, the the dual hands out the door like, gotcha, bitch. Let's fuck. I say fuck all the time. Oh my I god. Know. I was just playing with you guys. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't feel bad about earlier. No, not at all. I mean, I didn't eat then, but still, I'm still gonna get you. But no, that's uh, that's really interesting because I always thought that the uh, headless horseman was its own thing, not. Mm-mm. It's an Irish hand. legend. Okay. Adulahan's also a monster in D&D. And it's a yeah, headless that I, horseman. That I know. But yeah, I just always thought it was its own legend, not... Now, Sleepy Hollow is like one of the first American fairy tales. Yeah, and see, that's what I yeah. knew. But and it's... that's what I, th- I thought. I always thought the Headless Horseman was an American legend. I didn't know it was... Okay, so Sleepy Hollow is an American fairy tale inspired yes. by the Irish legend and see that i didn't know um i don't have i i don't know all about like the author of it's not even it's not even called like the the whole book it's in i forget mm-hmm. but I it was the legend of sleepy hollow it, it, that's a story within the book okay i have to look it up if you guys want to talk about Doolahans for a second because I I saw all of this as like while I was eating lunch today. I, mean, I was gonna say I can look it up while you're talking because you've got the notes. Yeah, you've got the morning. Well, notes I, I there's a specific um page that I saw it on. Yeah, it's just really go. interesting. The Johnny okay. Depp, the Johnny Depp, Christopher Walken Legend of Sleepy Hollows. Look, best. look. I still can't believe that was Christopher Walken as mm-hmm. the headless horseman. I that, Christopher 
Okay, so it was yeah, yesterday. She's just gonna go stand in the corner. <laughs> Kyle said, "Go stand in the corner." No, she just she said the joke and then she okay. went and stood like Blair oh, went okay. in the corner. Okay, so the Legend of Sleepy Hollow was the actual oh, short yeah. story, and it was part of the sixth installment of what's called the sketchbook. And it was yesterday, so March fifteenth in eighteen twenty. Therefore, that legend is two hundred and two years old, plus one day. Jesus. Huh. Damn. Yep. Now, one little note about the Doolahan, which is like really unsettling almost, besides, you oh, know, boy. walking around with their head. Oh, the whole headless thing. Um, you can go blind from seeing him or her. Yeah. Oh. So, like, say, uh, and, and usually it happens at night, obviously. That's when most of these what did I miss? creatures come. Uh, Doula hands can make you can call, can cause, cause you, you to go, go blind. blind. Ah, yeah. Great. Well, so, I'm already halfway there. <laughs> so if you That's think about it, go Doula out of hand. Stop I'm it. going to hit him. <laughs> I'm going to get him. <laughs> well, if you think about it, like your your loved one is dying or just died, and you hear this horse outside of your door, and you go to peek, and boom, you can't see anything anymore. Like what? That's a hell of a night. Yeah. Okay, so that's an Irish legend. I've got most of mine go back and forth between Irish and Scottish legends, but that's just because that's where the actual term unseely slash seely comes from. I mean, it's it's literally a Scottish term. Oh, okay. Okay, so my next one is a Scottish. Scottish Fay, and it's called a slua. It's not spelled like it sounds, but it kind of is. It is S L U A G H. That's slua. how you pronounce that. Slua. It means host of the dead in Scottish folklore. Sluas are a fae spirit that carries the souls of the unforgiven dead, usually taking the shape of a crescent form of almost bird like shapes. Sluas are known to pick up a human and take them to a completely different island, which if you know Scotland, there's a lot of, you have all of the Hebrides that surround Scotland. Like my yeah. fam, my, my mom's side of the family before the Titanic. Yeah, so around early, early 1900s is when they actually came over from Scotland. But they're from the Orkney Islands. So the Upper uh, Hebrides, I want to say. I, might even, I have to look again. But like, if you think about it, imagine being picked up by this random flock of Orc. something, souls, and being carried, <laughs> of being carried over to a different island. And they're going to say, you know, the landing's not always safe. <laughs> So it's like, um, it's like flying with Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> but uh, during the night, they will actually fight. So they, they will fight to carry the soul of a dying person away. And like I said, when, it, when it's an unforgiven dead, it's those who basically haven't had like their last rites or they've been like super sinners, things like that. Hmm. <laughs> so could you imagine like looking out 
we're gonna say this this kind of crosses over. We're gonna do a crossover between Irish and Scottish folklore. But your your loved ones died. There's a Doolahan waiting at your door, but there's also like the slua like it's <laughs> flying above your house. <laughs> Man, this is just not a good night. <laughs> Let me just I'm gonna step inside this not salt circle. Mm-mm. Oh. Because the phase don't the fays don't care about salt. Like I said, I'll tell you about all this later. That will explain the fairy episode of Supernatural. Yeah, they don't do salt. I'll tell you what they do in a minute. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, the fays don't care about salt. I will tell I you know, what they care you. about in a moment. All right. So the next one is an Irish legend. Very similar to uh, another one I'm going to be talking about. But this one's a little more, uh, I don't know, not necessarily subtle, but not as, like, vicious. Mm. This one's called Liana and She. The Liana Chi are often depicted as a beautiful woman, but there has been at least one count of man. The Liana and She is the one who takes a human lover, becoming their muse for a very short moment draining their life force uh, at the same time. There it is. Now, the term Leon and she actually kind of translates into lover slash concubine. Huh. So that's why these, these artists, these musicians, the, like they are known, they, they become a muse and they feed off of that life force. So like it becomes like this fantastic, crazy life. And there's a price, but there's always a price. When isn't there? I don't know. Huh? Kyle, no. The price is wrong. Kyle, no. Don't, don't, don't. That was a good Adam Sandler movie. It it was, but not now. (laughs) Be a good boy. Lorna is teaching us. Are you guys ready to hear about changelings? Yes. Yes. Actually, I've been waiting for that one. Okay, so you know changelings are not just in Anglo-Saxon Europe. They're not just in Europe, period. There have been changelings all around. Now, I'm going to be talking a little more towards the Irish and Scottish legends and like the Welsh legends just because of the episode that we're doing. But when I say it is a global thing, there are accounts from Africa, there are accounts from India, there are accounts from Japan, but there are even accounts here in the in the Americas. So it's crazy. Now, changelings are quite a scary concept of fae. They are a fae creature that have been swapped with a human, usually a human baby. Sometimes it's Older people, especially if the fae is dying, and then it, it, it gets complicated, but I'm going to be talking about the whole children thing. Often the baby is swapped to strengthen the bloodline or to be rid of a sickly fae child. Legends of the changelings span the globe, and it's what honestly gave birth to the common belief that fairies still humans. Because a changeling, when a changeling is not always found out, but when they are, they escape through the chimney. Like all the all the legends that I read, 
like from Ireland and Scotland and everything. And like the couple of accounts that I read about, it's just like, oh, we found out about this, but oh, and there, okay. My child's back, but I think just went up the fireplace. <laughs> um, now adults are usually taken only as newlyweds or as new mothers, again, to help strengthen the bloodline or help the Fae children survive and you know, prosper. Um, changelings are kind of hard at first to recognize, but you have to really know your person. Look for a change in language. Look for how they speak, any changes in like physical appearance, because, you know, they are usually that, that super beautiful creature. And I mean, if you think about it, that that's... They are masters of illusion and glamour. Glamour is technically what their magic, one of their big magics, is they can glamour to look like something else. So, yeah. Yes? I just have something quick I need to say. Uh, in the next 14 minutes, my computer is going to restart, so I'm be gone, be gone until I can get it back up. So if I disappear, you know what happened. Okay. You can snooze that. It, I hopefully did, but if I didn't, you know what happened. Okie dokie. Now, my last Sealy that I will be talking about actually has... What, what, what? Uh, I had some stuff for Changelings because they're <gasps> in D&D. Okay. Like, it, the changeling ra- you, Changelings are a playable race in D&D. Are you serious? Um, now yeah. he tells us. But That's cool. They're more closer to like doppelgangers because they can just constantly change themselves. That makes but sense. When they first debuted in uh pathfinder i believe it was a lot closer to the myth like lorna was telling us because in pathfinder it was more changelings could only be female characters they were uh children that was swapped by Faye, and like that's the only way you could play and that was your whole backstory if you wanted to play a changeling but now in a fifth edition they're closer to being doppelgangers uh and you can make your own backstory and stuff for them. But yeah, they're playable. They're one of my favorite playable races. Like, uh, they're just so much fun because you can sit there. They count as a fey creature. You can uh, change your appearance at will as many times as you want. And they're just, they're a lot of fun to play. Remind me next it is time. so cool. I, I almost <laughs> suggested Changeling for Lorna, but she when she said her name meant snake, I was like, oh no, we have to go with the snake person. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's a really good segue into my next uh, Unseelie, by the way. I, I figured when you said <laughs> my last one, I figured I knew what it was going to be. Well, Kyle, do you want to explain why, I, uh, why, why, why I'm going over this? Since you, you go, are my DM. <laughs> you go through the myth because I still don't know how to pronounce the name. You go through the myth and then we'll talk about it after you do the history stuff. Okay. Gotta love Gaelic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it and it says Sith, but I know that's wrong. Right? I'm going to spell right? it the other way where I've told you guys what she actually spells like the S-I-D-H-E because I'm just going to go with the, the Irish spelling of it. Right. But uh, hold on, give me one second. Where's ah, my kiss, Jerry? Oh, <laughs> cute. He's gone, Potty. Of course. 
All right. So my last unseelie that I will be going over is called a Bavanshee. Oh, okay. Now I know. Not a Banshee. No, a no, no. Bavanshee. Now I get why Kyle is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was confused. Did, so, so bad. Nine times out of ten. Well, about eight times out of ten. Because there are some really uh, gnarly looking fae out there. But eight times out of ten, the fae are often described as breathtakingly beautiful. Same. The Bavanshi is no exception. These beautiful fae share very similar characteristics with the succubus. And the Leonanshi. But like I said, it's a little more brutal. Most accounts tell of a beautiful woman who comes to hunters during the night, seducing them before attacking them and draining them of all their blood. As with most vampiric legends, she is gone with the sunrise. Now, she often appears after the hunters express a feeling of loneliness or wanting a partner. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) They would be called pubs there. <laughs> now, a lot of legends say that the Bob and she can shapeshift into whatever her victim desires. Hmm. So mystique, basically. Mm, kind of like a more like a siren. Okay. Yeah. Because sirens technically appear and they don't always like, you know, seduce sexually. Yeah but they seduce you with what you want most, be it oh, knowledge, okay. be it power. And they can huh. appear as anything that you might want. Interesting. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I thought <laughs> I'd muted my mic. <laughs> I, I think at this point, our listeners have come to expect that because you never get the mic muted in time. No, at least I I'm mean not fair. At least I am not sneezing my yeah. like sneezing my nose off. <laughs> no, the who this okay. So for our listeners who are not in Arkansas, we last Friday it snowed. Don't for the last two days it has been cold and raining, like not reaching over fifty degrees Fahrenheit. Today it is sunny and seventy one. Yep. So my seasonal allergies. Just went here. Yeah, Welcome to Arkansas. As I keep sneep, sniffling, 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 sniffling. Because like I was doing fine those last few days, and all of a sudden it's back to warm. Like, <laughs> okay. Aside from that, the Bob and she is the uh, the fae that. I chose for my D&D character patron. Mm-hmm. So basically, for our listeners who don't play D&D, Lorna is playing a warlock, which is a uh, spellcaster. But instead of like being a wizard who has to study their magic or being a uh, sorcerer who just gains it through blood, which I have a point for that here in a second. Uh, <laughs> hey, on. Uh, Lorna basically, her character basically made a deal with a powerful creature, and that's where her magic comes from. She doesn't get a lot of magic, but the magic she gets kicks like a fucking mule. So. Now, my character is a 
is a is a dampier, which is a vampire hybrid. And that's why I chose the bobbin she. Because <laughs> I figured why not have a, you know, a, a vampire patron. Yeah. And then makes sense. like we said earlier in the show, uh, her other half is a un- is a Yonti, which is like snake person, and her name means snake. So we we connected all these dots for Lorna's character. See, and- I, I always thought um oh god, what what, what is it? What's the Yes. It'll come. It'll come to me. It'll come See to me. The man. buffering I'm... bar. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's the little wheel. The little buffering wheel. It's. Right I've got the word Tuesday. on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it right now. But, uh, Lamia. Uh huh. Is that basically what Lamia? Okay, that's There's what I was about to say. That's because when we did our session zero, that's all I was just like, wait, is it like this? But no. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay. That's. The the quick D D tangent I wanted to go on in D D <laughs> I knew it. Hang on, wizards have to study for their magic, and sorcerers get uh their magic through their bloodline. So okay. in the world, that explains the, better than what I was thinking. The world in D and D, Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, would be a wizard, and Harry Potter, the most powerful wizard, would be a sorcerer. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, eh? Harry Potter's eh? magic comes from a bloodline, and eh? Doctor Strange's first movie was him studying all the magic. God, that was the greatest montage ever. That was so good. I can't wait for the next one. I can't continue, Lord. <laughs> you guys wanna? So I've told you about all these really gnarly creatures. You guys want to go over yours? I, okay, so before these yeah, guys start, I, I totally asked them. To uh, they had homework, and uh, I'm gonna gonna go ahead and restart it for the that way it doesn't do this. I'll be right, I'll be back. So, Kyle, have fun, be back. Okay, Okay. so I asked the guys to research an unseelie fay to talk about on their own. Kyle, what's yours? So, I picked looking through the court, the way I decided what I wanted to pick is. What has a ridiculous name? Like the way that if the name made me giggle, that's the one I was going to pick. And then <laughs> I found like a really interesting fact about the one I picked that I'll go over. But uh, okay, so before you really start, I just want to put out there that not all unseelie fae are out to like brutally harm humans. Right. Like, like I said earlier, they're they're hedonists. They like to cause not just harm, but a little bit of chaos. And they, again, they like to test humans. They like to basically, hey, let's see if a human can do this or let's mm-hmm. make a human do this. It's more of like humans are kind of playthings. What's your, are, are I, you I okay? I something walk behind me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a shadow person. Ooh, goody. Yeah, I know it's not Ashley because she's, curled up right there it's the squirrel he finally made his way through oh god <laughs> i was talking to stormy about that she was just like what <laughs> oh the, he's still in the wall i can hear him every now and then moving around so he's, he's shout out to, to stormy new, he's trying to find a new uh hole to enter through it's horrible that sounded oh, way lovely. more perverted than i wanted to <laughs> 
It's okay. It's okay. We appreciate it. But you right. go ahead and now that now that uh I've talked about that, you talk about your guy. Yeah. So uh I picked the Lauberfiend, which is also known as Lob Lauberkin. Uh and one of uh Abby Lauber and my personal favorite, Lob Lie by Fire. <laughs> I fucking love that name so much. Uh, and for those that say that sounds kind of that name sounds familiar, uh, it was a monster in Witcher Three, and I'll go through that here in a second. Oh, cool. Yeah, but uh, basically they're described as large, hairy men who are like tall, usually taller than the average human, and they do they perform basic housework in exchange for a saucer of milk or cream in front of the fireplace. That's, that's a very common thing. Mm-hmm. They like like cream, they like sweets, they like shiny. So, sorry, okay. continue. Oh, no, wow. Uh, and for most, uh, one of the most common beliefs for the Lobberkin is that they are a type of minor demon and fae they are believed to be the offspring, the giant offspring of a witch and the devil himself. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the most uh, well-known story of the law, Abby Lauber for, and I'll explain why this isn't the most well-known story anymore, thanks to history, but... Uh, the original most well-known story is that of Friar Rush, who was a monk that came to a church or monastery, uh, started working around the church, uh, but he caused a lot of problems. He pulled pranks, things like that. And his biggest prank was he took the cook from the church because <laughs> the cook was uh, upset that this friar was late for his chores. He locked the cook in a cooking pot for seven years, and then it was discovered that this fire was actually the devil in disguise. Okay. <laughs> so the You're most the devil friend... in disguise. Okay. Sorry, Elvis. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, the monks prayed, and the devil went away. Da 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 da. That's the mo- that was the most well known story for a while. Um, oh. And let me go over the Witcher one because that one was real quick. And then, because I'm kind of waiting for Drew to come back for the most well-known Lobberkin story. Because most people don't realize this is a Lobberkin story until you break it down piece by piece. But uh, in the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, uh, spoilers for a game that came out for a few years ago. And uh, yes, Lorna? By the way, listeners, if you don't know what the Wild Hunt is, please research it. It is such a wonderful, amazing concept. And, ah! Or just wait, because we'll probably do an episode on that one. Okay. We can do a whole <laughs> Nor- we can do a whole Norse segment. Oh yeah. We can do everything from Jotuns to elves, all of it. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so spoilers for Witcher 3. And I'm just gonna put a, li- a trigger warning. Because of how the game is handled, this 
uh, version of the Lobberkin deals with uh, some heavy themes. So uh, just be ready for that. If you need a minute, go ahead. We understand we all support mental health. So just- 110%. But so in The Witcher 3, one of the main quests is you meet the Bloody Baron. He is a large man who's basically taken over a castle and built his own home there. And him and his wife, um, they had a daughter and then they were expecting a second child, but the Baron got drunk, beat his wife, and uh, caused a miscarriage. Ooh. Yeah. So the, ha- the castle started to be haunted and the Witcher was hired to come figure out what's haunting the castle. Turns out to be the spirit of the child that was miscarried and uh, you have two choices in the game. You can either kill the spirit or uh, do this ritual where you basically bury the body of the baby under the castle and it becomes a lobber kid. Mm. But it was, I don't think they, I think they just picked the name because the- It doesn't follow the lore really. It doesn't follow anything of the lore. Like it doesn't have a, in the game, it looks like a, a baby flying around the house, and it's a protective <laughs> spirit. It's not like a large fey creature. Hi, Drew. Hi, I'm back. Welcome back. <laughs> Kyle's finishing up one story, and then you oh, gotta hear the next one. Oh, thank God. Yeah. No, we sat here and waited until you came back. Oh, thank God. Okay. But, uh, so, it, it doesn't follow any of the Lobberkin story, so I'm, I feel like they just picked the name because it sounded cool. There. I've noticed that a lot in like <laughs> pop Ashley culture and things. Unlocked. I think Ashley accidentally unplugged my laptop for a second. <laughs> One second. Oh, lovely. Okay. But it should be okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's the one that appears in Witcher 3. Uh, Drew, what you basically missed is that there was a story once upon a time about a Lobberkin. That was the most famous story, but I think mm-hmm. I found one that is much more famous than uh, that one. Uh, oh, no. The short version of the original story was called Friar Rush. It was a devil in disguise story. Uh, Insert Elvis song here. Yeah. Good Elvis song. Oh, yeah. But uh, so, Drew, I'm going to describe one version of how the Lobberkin is described and i want you to see if you can figure out what the new most famous story is because this one surprised me. a lot of people don't realize this is a lobberkin story until they uh look at it so lobberkins are usually described as larger than regular human hairy men another description of them are large half devil looking creatures with red skin does that sound familiar to you at all yes does it sound like a certain ron perlman film and comic book story for the longest time god hellboy is by all accounts a lobberkin oh god dang it yeah you were so right who loves his his beer and it gets better because Hellboy's oh, no. background is the son of the devil and a witch. 
just like a lobber kid. No, God. And... Really? That's his backstory? <laughs> yeah. I didn't I did I did I didn't know that part. But yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't real I didn't realize this until I started doing research for today's episode. Hellboy that makes sense though. The lobber kid, he helps humankind, but usually for his own means. Uh he doesn't how very how very say of him. Yeah. <laughs> He's half devil, half witch. Uh, he is larger than most normal humans. <laughs> he is a fire demon. He is a lobberkin. Uh, it's just that when I found that, I was like, holy crap. Because I absolutely yeah. love Hellboy. I love his stories. Oh, man. Probably the main character I play as in Injustice 2. Love. I was so upset we never got the next uh, Ron Perlman movie. No, we just got a reboot. Which we won't. We fact, won't talk about that one. Uh, I, it's kind of good though. The reboot and Injustice Two are the only times Ron Perlman does not play Hellboy. In uh, there other- was, I think there was one of the animated movies he didn't. He's in both. Okay. He's voiced him in every animated movie, oh. and. Uh, he voiced him in the Hellboy video game, he, and he played him in the movies. Ron Perlman I, I, has always been Hellboy until the... Uh, I don't remember if Injustice 2 or the reboot came out, but whichever... Ron Perlman just... was also technically in a Marvel movie. Yes, he was. He was. Wait, which one? Oh, right. Well, what you think about it, Kyle? Um, yeah, when, um, I already know it. I had, it took me a minute. Uh, Drew, Drew's clicked. Think about uh, my, do, do you who's her all-time favorite Marvel character? All-time Ghost favorite Rider. coincides with mine. No, her favorite. Oh, hers. He he coincides with mine. We had a whole discussion about it. Like they're what, both. This week they're was both last Marvel Knights. Okay, hang on. Marvel Knights. Uh, I'm Which drawing a right count now. That mine counts as one. <laughs> Look, in my defense, I have three shows to record this week. I've been working on that's stuff. okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. I have this I have this show, Friday show, uh HorrorCon, Ostara, my interview on Monday. So yeah. No, I see, it's a busy of, weekend. I can't think of a really console. yeah. Blade Burr. two. Duh. He's in Blade Two. Lorna's all-time favorite Marvel yeah. character, Blade. He's a vampire in two. Yeah, he was. He was the one that uh, he was like the boss of the mercenary no, I think he was group. He, he I, was second I thought in he was command. the boss of the mercenary group. That's it, hey. boss. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Still didn't but herself. He's the one that challenged Blade the most. Yeah. Wait, did you talk about butting heads? Was his head shaved in that movie? Yes. Yep, and tattooed. I think that's, like, that's probably why maybe I didn't a little recognize bit. Him. Come no, on, you can I haven't watched the jaw. It's so long. I'll probably go back <laughs> and watch it here soon. Like the the last Blade movie I really really remember was the TV show pilot. Never got to see the show. That, I don't think the show took off. I think the pilot released and there might have been a pilot and a second episode. There might have been a second episode because Blade was going to have a TV show with uh, yeah. 
uh, I don't remember who was going to play Blade, but he was. I'm so ready for the new pilot. one. Be right back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna go wash off of us. Yeah, Blade was barely in the pilot for his own TV show. Just from the candy. Uh... And then uh, there was rumors of Jamie Foxx going to play Blade for a while. I like Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And then that dropped and we got the new guy who I can't think of his name, but I love him in uh, Luke Cage and I can't (sighs) wait for him to be Blade. It starts with an M and I don't want to try and say it because I don't want to disrespect his name uh, obviously it's not out of malice or anything but you know i hate it when people pronounce my name and my name is only five letters long four. but oh yours is common mine's four but everyone says cow c-o-w you realize how many names they people try before they get to me i get lauren lorena lori laura like guys it's five letters and two syllables <laughs> come on like it's bad enough i don't find my name personalized on things but like let's just try and say it it's oh, not hard did you ever find out like did you ever see a coca-cola bottle bottle with your name on it nope but if i go to the you know the iris store in downtown disney in orlando they have my name and my name is on cookies (laughs) well there you go yep and they're shortbread so obviously they're shortbread well yeah obviously you're shortbread because lorna's a scottish name and shortbread's a scottish cookie so oh shortbreads are so good we're we're waiting on drew to come back because uh it's his turn to talk about his thing (laughs) So, you know, we were... I was wrong. Perlman was in Blade 2. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Uh, the only thing I remember from Blade 2 was that Wesley Snipes was in it and that there was a vampire that had, like, a predator mouth. That's all. I, I don't remember anything from the story. Well, no. I think the... Basically... Okay. So... The movie starts out with, you know, the mutants... And I think the actual like bounty hunter vampire, like the normal vampires that they hire, like Ron Perlman, so on and so forth, they're called the Reapers. But either way, like it's it's one of those movies where I, uh, I, weird mouth stuff kind of gets to me. So yeah. like the fact that like their mouth, op- the the mutant vampires open their mouths like that, like I was I can't watch this and bleh. yeah. But then the, you know, the dogs did the same thing in the third Blade movie. <laughs> the fucking vampire dogs, man. I was about to say, I remember the first Blade movie because I recently watched that one. And then Blade Trinity, I remember because it has Ryan Reynolds in it and Triple H. Yes. I think that was your Triple H and was obsessed with his little vampire Pomeranian. And fucking Parker Posey, who is... And I don't dislike a lot of actors and actresses, but I cannot stand her acting. She talks through her teeth and she always sounds so bored with everything. And it fucking drives me insane. Like, I'm sure there were some roles that she was actually good in, but I fucking hate that role. And I hate her character. Yes, Drew. What did I miss? Parker Posey in Blade 3. We're talking about Blade Blade while we're waiting on you. Oh, she was the... 
character oh god was his name hannibal king no he was he was whispers she was whispers daughter wasn't she or no 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 the girl that was with that's a, that's amelia i yeah. i and that's jessica biel which i like jessica biel let's see i don't cool. i never i knew never characters the actress name so i didn't oh I, yeah i know the one that hannibal wasn't love with the one that turned him yeah thank you that's what i meant yeah yeah by the way you know the guy who plays dracula yes yes i do i know exactly who that is and he's a uh-huh. damn good he has a damn good fit for that character uh-huh do you know what else he's in i do I there you go he's in two of them actually no it's funny because in he plays a uh, in flash Oh, uh, uh, give, don't say it. No one say it. I know it. Heat wave. Yes. And then, you know, Whitworth Miller plays Captain Cold. <laughs> yeah, he's in the that was Dracula? prison break. Okay, so Heat wave. Heat wave. It was wasn't prison break. Yes. yes. Yeah, Heat wave Dol- is Dracula. Dominic Purcell. Yeah. <laughs> and then they played brothers in prison break. And I was just like, all the connections. Yeah, and then I when Flash happened. prison break. I didn't. I no. I didn't know Heatwave was Dracula. Yeah, young Holy Dominic shit. Purcell. It's hard to believe it's him, right? Yeah, they look yeah, so I, different. I like the lore behind Dracula in that one, like, or like Origin of the Vampire. Ooh, when we get to it, when we get to the vampire episode, you are going to hear like all of my favorite vampire origin stories. So I do. Ah! I do. You know, we'll I we're, we're going to hear we'll about Blade. So I know that one on a day that I'm off, so we don't have to worry about me leaving for work and stuff. Yeah. Fair. That'll be a long episode. Oh yeah, I'm down for that. Hope you guys uh, are ready. But yeah, I think like, I knew he was in Prison Break. I knew they were together in Prison Break. And then, sorry, uh, I see him in the Flash. I'm like, wait a second, that's Dracula. And then I see Wentworth, and I was like, are you kidding me? They're back together. Yeah, yep. I I didn't realize that was Dracula. Drew, do you remember who was Blade's sidekick in the first movie? Like that actor, because I only re- I remember this only because I recently watched the movie. Yeah, sidekick. Yeah, he had a sidekick in the first movie, and here's the fun part: he's rumored to play my favorite Marvel character, Chris Christopherson. No, the young one, the kid who had the lip tattoo. Oh, I don't remember the first one. It's been a minute since I've seen it. Oh, her gears are turning. Now, I know Norman Reedus was in the third one. That's no, the third Norman one. Re- no, he was it's in the, the third se- one. I thought he was in the first one. You're really going to try to argue yes, this I one? <laughs> he was in the third one, and his name was uh, Scud. Where was he in the third one? He's the one that tried to like stand toe-to-toe with Chris Christopherson. Yeah, and as much as uh, I... And as much as I love Norman Reedus, that he wonderful, wonderful man, you don't stand toe to toe with Chris Christopherson. I'm gonna have to rewatch all these. I don't remember any of this. Wait, it's not even popping up on his. Ah, it's uncredited. His okay. What the hell? Blade. <laughs> Blade <laughs> two. Oh yeah, Blade two, not Blade three. <laughs> oh yeah i remember scud from the second one now okay first movie first movie blades quote unquote like partner in that movie was the hematologist played by nabush wright 
It and was you know? because uh, that's the one where like it opened with them rescuing uh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Imagine your name being Chris Christopherson. He doesn't matter. No, it's that like, man is wonderful. Man. What's it's like? What's your name, Christopher Christopherson? Wait, what? <laughs> also, and it's both- apparently, Norman Reedus was in a movie called Lester, where he is credited as Sex Tools Delivery Boy. Interesting. That's you guys want to know something fun about fun the first movie. Blade movie? Yeah. That they took away from us. What? The end credit. Or the, the the final scene, or like mid, there was supposed to be a mid credit scene. Yeah, there is a post credit scene in Blade Three, but that I'll get to that in a second. In, uh huh, or a deleted scene. It's not, it was supposed to be a post credit scene, but again, I'll get to that in a second. There was supposed to be one more scene after they crawl out of you know the little temple thing in the very far distance on top of the building. Was supposed to be Morbius. Oh. And there is a cut scene that has him. And it's just him with his with his coat flapping in the wind. And I'm just like, I should have gone with it. I wonder if we're gonna get mentioned a blade in the Morbius movie. I would fucking cry, but I doubt it. Money on it that we won't because Morbius is still technically Sony property. So, I wish Sony would just give it up so we can have them all in the MCU. I doubt we even get a mention of Spider-Man unless they start working <laughs> with Andrew Garfield again because after Far From Home, Andrew Garfield got an upsurge and everyone suddenly loves his Spider-Man. He's, uh, okay. Now, look. Michael Keaton is in Morbius as... Um, Vulture. Vulture. No one knows where this is supposed to take place because in that scene where uh, Vulture is if you look behind uh, Morbius there's a poster of Spider-Man with murderer written across it it's yep. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man so no one knows where the hell this movie's supposed to take place we'll find now, out if, if you remember if you remember at the end of No Way Home what did uh, Tom Suit look like oh yeah Tom's suit was a combination of the two. Exactly. No, the one from Morbius, the one I'm talking about, is the exact. Yeah, is I know. Tobey Maguire's suit because it's taken straight from the Spider-Man PlayStation Four game, where they had Tobey Maguire's suit as a DLC bonus, <laughs> and so they took a loading screen from that game of that suit and used it as the poster. Makes sense to me. I can dig uh, that. One last thing on Norman Reedus, because uh, I didn't know this. He played the Punisher. Yes, he did. In one of the animated movies, he was the voice of the Punisher. Oh, and okay. An animated movie I've seen. I just never connected that. It, that was Here's Norman the thing, Reedus. though. There are only three Punishers I will recognize. Norman Reedus, Thomas Jane, Ray Stevenson. Oh, sorry, four, four. And John Bernthal. I was about to say. I was going to say. Like, what What's is wrong with Dolph Lundgren? Huh? Dolph Lundgren? His Punisher was amazing. Shut up, Florida. Shut Lundgren. Up, Florida. Shut up. Hey, you guys asked me correctly. how to say stuff. I that, said it correctly. That does not exist to me. That movie does not exist. He was do that to by Dolph. No, no, he was great in Expendables and He-Man. 
Oh God! As Punisher, no. I loved his Punisher movie. It was so bad. That, but he's, that's not the Punisher. He wasn't. The Punisher is top is broody. I will kill you if you look at me wrong, or if you hurt an innocent person. He just blew up a house and just killed anybody. He was sent by Batman. See, that's oh, my man. favorite line in that movie. It's so dumb. Imagine if Dolph Lundgren played Batman. No. No. No, not at <laughs> and all. See, and see, that's why I'm saying I like him better as He-Man. He did so good as He-Man. That movie was a trip. I mean, <laughs> it was better than the Street Fighter movie. All of them. What about the live-action Dragon Ball Z movie? What? 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 I'm sorry. What movie? The live-action Dragon Ball Z movie. I don't Z know what you're talking about. <laughs> Never heard of it. Which cracks me up because Emmy Rossum and the, whoever plays What's-His-Face are in Shameless together. I just want to point out to all of our listeners, we did tangents before we started recording, and Lorna said, and I quote, well, at least we got it out of our system. And I said, and I quote, we'll find something else. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to my... <laughs> member of the yeah, I'm still not done I still have one more page of notes left okay I was if, like, you wanna, if you want if you want to do yours and I'll do my no last. no 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 because this is got this is a conclusion thing basically ah. so okay all of my tangents are done so uh, are mine it will Hellboy never be done for me Drew it's your turn uh, I love before I continue <laughs> on that that does explain in the reboot why he was so hairy on his back and all that mm-hmm. So I, th- I think with that, I one, think in were... Ron Perlman, he only had the, uh, yeah, he only had like up here. Head. Well, so he was, ex- he, he had a hairy chest. Like you could yeah. see like the little, yeah, but not, not a little bit. And so that's why maybe David with... Harbour's just hairier than Ron Perlman. Dude. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I love Ron Perlman, but you said David Harbour. Uh-huh. He did a good job as Hellboy. I, I like, I like Hopper. Especially the fact that when he gets shot at, it's like, I'm on your side. Y'all just reminded me, I need to look up something because I think Bruce Campbell was rumored to play somebody in Hellboy. And I'm trying to I'm trying to see who it was. You looked that up, Drew. Tell us about your unsealy. I'm just gonna call it, I'm gonna call it what you told me to call it because I know I'm gonna mess it up. She I know, but I'm still going to forget to do that. I'm going to forget to do that. So my member of the Unseelie Court is the only thing that I could find. I looked at the list and I saw some. And for some reason, this one called to me. Be it because I probably have two of these things living in my house. And your favorite character on Sabrina. And my favorite character on Sabrina, yes. Which I will, <laughs> I will mention that in just a minute. Because I swear he might be one. Oh, he, My, no, no. But no, 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 no. He was a wizard. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if they didn't put he him as a warlock. The, a warlock, thank you. If they didn't put him as that, I could have seen it being like that. I can see. Okay, go okay. ahead. Hmm? Yes, perfect. Thank you. Yes. Wife for the save. Thank you, Truett. Thank you, Truett. Uh, so, Thank so you, mine I found my stuff when you get done. Cat she, which is also yeah, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it here and here and there. See, okay, to our listeners, the way it looks, it's called cat sith. So that's, okay, 
That's why I always thought it was that, not catchy. Okay, so Gaelic is one of the most beautiful but downright ridiculous like languages when it comes to spelling versus you know how it's pronounced yeah i love it i do i mean it's my ancestry but it's ridiculous like why well if you also you also have to think about old english and anglo-saxon and i was about to say in america we have red red and red so uh-huh what <laughs> We have red, R-E-D, the color. Red, oh, R-E-A-D. And- R-E-A-D as in reading a book. And then red, R-E-A-D as in I have read a book. Yeah. Why does that hurt my brain every time? Every time that hurts <laughs> my brain. I don't know why. Two, two, but- two. <laughs> yeah. Don't start. You're, uh, you're. I will smack you. <laughs> There, there, there. Yeah. I can't escape this. Drew, tell us about the cat sheet. I'm trying. <laughs> we we will be quiet. You tell us about the cat sheet. Oh, no, it's fine. You, yeah, you guys don't bother me. You don't throw me off. <laughs> it's just like, I can't escape it. Um, it is a here, fairy here. cat. He, you're just adding to the list on Saturday. <laughs> Meow. The cat, the cat she yeah. is a fairy cat from Scottish folklore that seemed to haunt the Scottish outlands with its dog-like counterpart known as the Kushi. Way to go, Drew. I'm proud. It is said that both would st- basically, basically, I'm gonna get into that, Kyle. Hold so keep her nearby. <laughs> to our listeners, Kyle just held up his cat, Ashley. Who is adorable and beautiful. Or as I like to call her, Ashy Slashy. She put me through a horror movie the other night, but I'll tell you that's, all about that one, Drew's done. That's 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 cats every day, man. Uh, they would Nobody steal souls together, but unlike okay. the Kushi, the cat she took souls from whoa, whoa, whoa. I like the what? Okay, you were away Ooh. from this. Koo, the Kushi. Okay, I heard something <laughs> completely. Oh, I know what you heard. <laughs> I heard something. Horribly wrong. I know exactly. That's what why you, you have to say "ku she." Not you don't don't. You gotta have that space in there. I know. But I was waiting. I was actually. Oh, you did. On, you did. I'm I just, was kind of. I was kind of doing it on purpose to see if Kyle was paying attention. Apparently, he was. Yeah, but yes, Kyle. There is the cat she and the ku she, which is cat and dog basically. Okay. But unlike its canine counterpart, the cat she took souls from corpses awaiting to be buried. Like if it was at a funeral parlor, huh? What the dog one do then? It 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 took it like once, like once they were gone, like once they were actually buried. Like okay, the the kushi waited, like it waited for the burial and everything. The cat was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna wait for this. Mine. The cat I mean, wanted to do it on its time. Cats. Pretty much. Yeah, just like all cats. <laughs> Madam. Okay. So she's there gonna are steal actually, your soul in your sleep. There are actually three known cat she. Uh, they are known as Big Ears, Tom Toldrum, and Tim Toldrum. 
And Tim Toldrum was known as the king of the cats. So what makes me interested is you guys remember the uh, Miyazaki movie, The Cat Returns? No. Have you never seen it? I don't think the so. only Miyazaki movie I've ever seen was Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, I love, oh, God. The Cat Returns is a good one. It's on, uh, I think it's on Hulu and Netflix. I don't know. Not Netflix. Uh, HBO Max. I've seen the one it's not it's, a well, fan there, group I'm a part of. There's a part in the movie where there's a parade of cats. And they're all walking on two legs. And then you see them carrying one on like a uh, remember 300 Xerxes, how he was carried on that thing? The throne? Like that. And I believe that that is uh, Tom Tildrum for the, uh, for the, yeah. So, I mean, that's okay. not uncommon for like nobility and royalty yeah. to be carried like that because it keeps them away from the unwashed, unwashed masses, quote unquote. And the filth that used to line the streets. I mean, Katana um, has a uh, interest yeah. like that in the last Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. So but, here, here's no, oh. your uh, cat story in Critical Role, the D and D show I've listened to in Campaign Two. Liam O'Brien had a character who was a wizard with a familiar named Frumpkin. It was a cat, and he told a story about the king of the cats that would walk on two legs and stuff. I'm yep. wondering if he got made that from this story. Probably. Which I'm sure he did because he does a lot of research and stuff. But I, when you were telling that story, I was like, this sounds very, very familiar. So here's what's funny about Tom and Tim. Listen, okay, I, I messed up on my notes because I kind of typed, was listening to Peyton Parrish and did it so fast. I typed the same last name. <laughs> Love his music, by the way. Oh, yeah. So it's Tom Tildrum. And Tim Toldrum. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, wait, what? So, so far, I like big ears because his name is easy. Yeah. So Tom Tildrum was a household cat that was presumed to be a cat she due to his ability to talk. Escaped his family home via the chimney after Ooh. finding out that Tim Toldrum was dead and that he is now king of the cats. What is it with the Faye and Chimneys? <laughs> Wait, is Santa, a, is Santa a Faye? Actually, there are some Probably. legends. I mean, well, see, the Santa legend I always heard was him being Odin. But we'll that's, go over that that's when we one of the them. first one. All right. Okay. And <laughs> I like that idea. And Tim Toldrum was a cat she that was king of the cats until his demise. The owner of Tom Tildrum spotted Tim Toldrum's Funeral in the woods. <laughs> I'm hurting Kyle's brain. I love it. No, no. I'm just imagining, like, I need to get money because I want to make a Game of Thrones show of the cat hierarchy now. Oh, God. Okay. Like, this sounds amazing. I love this so much. So, Dude, Kyle, we should do a show just called Faye of the Week. <laughs> yes. That. Kyle, you may not like big ears after this, what I'm about, what I'm about to tell you. Oh, no. Tell me. Was Big Ears the one who killed the king? No. Worse. He ate people. Worse. What? What's worse than eating people? You'll see. Oh. Big Ears was a demonic catchy 
That How am answer- I not liking him? This is wait for amazing. it. Wait for it. Wait for it. You'll see why. Would answer any question and fulfill any wish the summoner may have. Summoned on, um, Lauren, I'm going to need you. It's T A G H I M. T. What? It's uh, Tagheim. It wouldn't sound like that. It'd be like Taim. I that works. Just, if, if I'm those who are Scottish, usually GHs are <sighs> sounds. Those those who are hearing, if our listeners that are of this, and also Lorna, I apologize, I made butcher that. I don't know. It didn't try. It didn't specify. Send it in the group chat so she could see it. My phone's dead. Oh. Usually, GH sounds yeah, are like an uh sound or an uh sound. And see, I'm looking at this like Norse wise because anything Indian Heim was like that. But also, that was an EI. So if, you might be right, Lorna. Yeah. Tell me about it, the it, human kitty. I'm getting to that. Well, it said summoned on. So it's got to be a holiday or a, a Gaelic thing. Uh, the cat's the cat she's named Big Ears. Yes. Okay, you keep talking, and then I'll look. All right, and so uh, the summoner may have summoned on this day when if several cats were burned alive on a bonfire each night for four days, presumably took pleasure in seeing his fellow cats burnt alive. Lovely. Now you see why I don't like him. Ashley? Are you a demonic fey cat in disguise? She won't tell you. She has to tell me. That's the law. It's like an undercover cop. If you ask them, they have to tell you. I don't don't necessarily hate that, but I was just like, oh, that's brutal. I do not like that. And she comes running. That was cute. Look who's arrived. (laughs) No, what's funnier is my my little demon is right next to me, uh, almost falling asleep with her little bow tie. I'm here. The, uh, the creature is well known for preying on funeral parlors in such places where a body is prepped for burial. Denizens of the Highlands would ward off the fairy cat with riddles, music, and catnip. Among, cat- other, right. among other things, which would make sense for the catnip because, well, it's a cat. They would hide. Oh, T A G H A I R M. Uh, it just, I guess, it just says... It'd be like Tarum. Tarum. Okay, that works for me. It didn't specify. Ta- no, so. Tarum. Tarum. Um, thank you. Something like that. I got you. Because, uh, you know, it's a cat. Uh, they would hide a corpse in a cold room to throw off <laughs> the cat sheet as they are attracted to warmth. Obviously. So, Lorna, okay. you're, going to love, you're going to love this one. I'm probably going to butcher her again, but I think... No, no, not that. The uh, Halloween. Samhain. Samhain. Okay, thank you. On Samhain, the cats she often prowled dairy uh, dairy farms and stole the milk from cows, rendering them useless. <laughs> One way the Highlands, those in the Highlands would prevent this was to leave fresh milk for the creature. So again, this is where I say like cats loving milk came from. That's a fey thing, too. I, I don't know if you heard uh, when I told Kyle, like, cream, I, milk, <laughs> honey, sweets, shiny. 
is a very, very Faye thing. I don't think I did. That may have been just before. That was while you were re- restarting. Yeah. But one of the other legends of the cat she is on Samhain, they will bless a house if a saucer of cream or milk is left out next to the door for them. I kind of want to do that now. Same. Uh, so gathering, Lauren's looking like, don't do it. No. One, I'm not- one cat, she don't act like, it's more of Scotland and like the Highlands and things oh, I know, like but that. It's just, but it's just tipped. I was never going to. I, I, but uh, getting getting on the uh, cat tangent real fit real fast. Goat milk is actually good for cats too. Not hmm. not actual milk. Goat milk is better. I don't. Uh, Truett's Tr- uh, uh, stepdad Will. He gave his cats goat milk, and they loved it to death. <sighs> like it, they did. It was whenever Mia heard it being pulled poured, she came running for it. Do you want goat milk? I've tried like goat cheese and I don't like it. Yeah, no, fair. Uh, so gathering for I've my I've tried notes, goat and it's pretty good. Goat is good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is lamb. Yeah. Uh, gathering so for is this. Alligator. Kyle. Oh, so good. Yes, yeah, true. I'm reading. <laughs> He's okay, reading about cat she, which Ashley might be. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Drew. I'll get you. You're adding to the list. Go ahead. So... <laughs> Just so so you know, I'm not playing referee on Saturday. (laughs) I love our friendship, Kyle. It's so great. (laughs) Okay. Okay. In all seriousness, go ahead. I'm not going to mess with you this time. That's fine. You're fine. You don't bother me. So basically gathering from everything I've read, the cat she preferred to be warm or easily distracted. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. No, this this note makes me laugh every time Uh because it's so true. And very bitter if they weren't shown the respect they deserved. That's a fake thing, too. And in Bigger's case, enjoy the torture of fellow cats. It is very unseely of them. It is said in Irish mythology, I did a lot of notes this time. I love it. It is said in Irish mythology that Katshi was actually a witch and not a fairy who could turn into a cat at a maximum of nine times. And on the ninth, they would be stuck as a cat forever. And I want to say that's where the story, the wives' tale of nine lives came from. I was about to ask if that's where the nine lives came from. I want to you know, say it is. My oldest was asking about that the other day, and now I'm going to be able to tell her. Thank you. You're welcome. I kind of want to make a D&D item off of that now. because that Go like, for it. Something, a ring that turns it, lets you turn into a cat nine times. That sounds fun. I might have to do something for that. If Tim, you do, one of your druids with it. Yeah. And then I'll, I know my guy will be like, Ooh, what's this? Puts it on. Like, what in the world? <laughs> ah, shit, I'm a cat. Oh, I've got so many fun items for y'all. I'm uh, ready. It is commonly said that the cat she of the Scottish Highlands was based off of the Scottish wildcat, more specifically the Kellis cat, a hybrid between common domesticated cats and the wildcats of Scotland. And this fits the description of the cat she being both dangerous and feral, yet in some cases being used as household pets. Sounds right. Uh, the cat she may be the first folklore responsible for the modern day association feral? between black cats and Halloween. I mean, that uh, makes sense because that's where Halloween came from with Samhain. Samhain, speaking of that, 
Samhain, the ancient Celtic festival, marked the end of the harvest season and beginning of winter or darker half of the year. It was typically held on the 1st of November, with celebrations starting the night before on the last day of October, and it served as one of the earliest influences on the contemporary holiday of Halloween. On Samhain, it, is, it was believed that the Kachi would bless any house, as Lorna said, that left a saucer of milk over to a drink. Those houses that did not leave out a saucer of milk were consequently cursed by the cat sheep. This curse was said to cause the udders of all the victims' cows to go dry. Okay. I thought you were going to say that fall off. I was like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. So going in, like, kind of continuing on with the the Samhain traditions. Yeah, I I can get my notes of the the five stories back real fast. You're good. Jack-o'-lanterns do not used to be pumpkins. They used to be nope. turnips. So if you think, like, imagining all the stuff that, I mean, that's where the use of, like, masks and, like, costumes came from for Halloween. Jack-o'-lanterns, that's um, black cats. Witches are, uh, again, going to need their whole episode, which. Yes. Ha, 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 witch. Uh, <laughs> oh, witch I call that one, that one. I will fight. Anybody on the whole witch thing? <laughs> nope, nope, go for it. But if you think about what these house, the front of these houses look like, like you have a saucer of milk uh, out for it. You possibly have like uh, a lot of offerings for Fay include honey. So you got like milk and honey and turnips that are carved, like creepy little carved faces in it. It's just like, Samhain must have been quite the sight a couple hundred years ago. Just uh, putting that out there. Okay. By the way, Samhain is my favorite Sabbath slash holiday. So I had to. I, had I, to I, I, I will. I can do the episode on that one too. That's fine. <laughs> I I had to go back and get my notes on the. Uh, there are there are five legendary tales of the cat she. I've already mentioned uh, Samhain. The which with nine lives and i'm about to do let's see you uh, did big ears the late wake the farmer and i'm about to do late wake the farmer's cat and tarum which includes big ears himself tarum tarum thank you as briefly mentioned before the main reason that the people of the scottish highlands didn't trust the cat i mean you haven't used the website because i forgot to write it down and it's, it's okay. Highland, wait till you Highland. wait till you hear where uh, which hats came from. That'll oh, be in my episode. Uh, as briefly mentioned before, the main reason that the people of the Scottish Highlands didn't trust the cat she is because they believed that it could steal a person's soul before it was claimed by the gods by passing over a corpse before it is buried. And I want to say that's where um, people got the thing saying like black cats were evil. Or Slash, they were, you know, um, don't let it cross in front of yeah. you. Understandable. In order to protect their deceased loved one's souls, watches called the Fail Fadalak. Fadalak. I don't know. It's it's. We'll just Watch. say yes. Oh we'll no, say... no, no! What? Just describe them. It doesn't. It doesn't show them. It just says F E I L L. F H A D A L A C H. I don't even know how to do that one. I want to say fail fatalash or something like that. 
If I'm butchering it, I apologize. I'm not trying to. Which means late wake mm-hmm. were formed night and day to make sure that the corpse was never left unattended. They also devised a number of ways to distract the cat she, such as games of leaping and wrestling and also riddles and music. They would even spread catnip through all the rooms in the house except the room that the body was in, and they would keep the room where the body lay very cold with no fires, since this is where the warmth thing came from, I still want to say. So this one, this one's kind of interesting to me. It's called The Farmer's Cat. As the story goes, there was a farmer who was returning home from working in the fields one night when he encountered a very unusual funeral procession. Apparently, there were eight cats carrying a coffin, which was draped in the royal shield. And following behind them was a parade of cats who were chanting about how the king of cats was dead. Mm-hmm. And I've got to save this picture to send to you guys because it's, it's, it's cute. It's cute until you know what the creatures are. Yeah, pretty much. But like even knowing what they are, it still looks like like this is okay. Bear with me, but you remember the the dancing funeral guys? You mean like half the funerals in New Orleans? Or you know no no they're they're like oh god you they're they're a video on like the internet like these four guys oh the yes coffin meme yes and yeah. it's it, that's what it's reminding me of right now because it's eight of them carrying it and I'm sure they didn't I'm pretty sure they probably danced as like a celebration or like the hey we hate yeah. this happened but we're trying to show him we're not up to, we're not sad these creatures might be cute but think about a kelpie kelpie's supposed to be this beautiful horse with a mane made of seaweed that's gonna drag you down and eat you at the bottom of the ocean slash lock yep uh upon seeing this the farmer was surprisingly not scared but simply intrigued one of the cats spoke to the farmer and said, tell Tom Tildrum that Tim Toldrum is dead. So he carried on his way, and when he arrived home, he told his wife about what he had seen. As he described the strange sighting, his pet house cat sat up and said, old Tom is dead, then I must be king. After speaking, the cat stood up, walked out of the house, and was never to be seen again by the farmer or his wife. <laughs> <laughs> love that idea of him just being like oh well i guess i gotta go it's like oh it's like it's oh, my shit. turn the time it's my turn okay, just leaving okay. the flower so confused like the, the hell my cat i like, let you sleep with me what the f- you can talk we cuddled and see this is what this is where i think you like, slept okay. on my head like <laughs> salem saberhagen was a warlock in sabrina and this is why I get the feeling they turned him into a black cat because Salem could talk. Oh, that's yeah. where I think they got the idea for, like, with Salem. That's probably where... I don't care. It was asking me if I wanted to save my notes, but I don't care. And I want to say that's where Salem's character, like, how he was able to talk came from besides being a warlock. I like that idea. And that's, then, very, that's a very valid uh point yes and to all our listeners salem sager have saber hagen is the best character in sabrina i don't care who you are i like drell drell oh god drell <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding but okay out of all the pendulette is awesome who pendulette who plays drell oh you know, yeah Penn and teller pendulette yeah, yeah yeah 
Uh, but out of the three Spellmans, Hilda will always be my favorite. Because Hilda's amazing. Hilda was great. Uh, the cat she is believed by many to take another form of, or at the very least to be related to, the legendary demonic cat, which is sometimes known as Big Ears. Big Ears can be summoned in the brutal divination ceremony known as the Tarum. In this barbaric ritual, cats were roasted alive for four days, one after the other, with no food to be consumed by the practitioners. Some say that this supposedly summoned the legion of devils in the guise of black cats with their master at their head, all screeching in a terrifying way. Some say that this would cause Big Ears to appear and grant any wish to those who took part in the ceremony. Either way, it doesn't sound like practice likely to be resurrected anytime soon, and I can see why. Uh, well, mm. so France and Germany have their witches and their werewolves. <laughs> Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England have a slew of crazy shit. Sorry. That's... No, it's okay. I was, I was, All right. uh, there is. A snippet of what is Alan Nan Creech was a bloodthirsty and merciless warrior who would mount expeditions to plunder his neighbor's territory from his home in Tor Castle. By the late 1400s, however, his fortunes had waned and he sought counsel from Gorm Shiel, the blue eyed witch. Under her direction and aided by a servant, he went to a corn kiln just outside, just outside Tor Castle near present day Fort William to attempt the Tarum non-cat. As a servant commenced the process of roasting the cat before a slow fire, Kamdu? Uh, I'm going to say it's Kamdu or something. I don't know. It's, it's C-A-M-D-U-B-H. Like Kadu. I, th- I think so. Uh, the king of the cats appeared and offered his counsel in return for the liberation of the victim on the spit. Once freed, this cat disappeared into what was to be known as uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce that. The pool of the cats on the river Locky. As it says right there in English, I'm not going to try and pronounce the Scottish. In return, Alan asked how... I don't how know that one. I know the land of the fairies is usually called Tiernanog, but... Ah, Tiernanog. That's about it. Oh, oh, I need to... I gotta go on a tangent about that here in a second, because it relates to this. Okay. In return, Alan asked how he may atone for his wicked past. To obtain forgiveness, the king of cats ordered Alan to build seven churches, one for every creed she had raised. Alan commenced his church building immediately, and before he died... He had indeed kept to his side of the agreement. Hmm. It is a story from True Highlands. And I'm looking at them like, yeah, I had to go back to like actual read. It's Highland, uh, highlandtitles.com, I think. And it just tells those five tour- stories. So like, okay, that's really interesting. Um, There's now a whole for the- lot more weird stuff in Scotland, I'm telling you. I mean, I mean. Our listeners should look up the new... Nuke Levy, I want to say is what it's I know what you're saying. talking about. Yeah, scary ass motherfucker. Yes, um, I thought Doolahans hands no. were scary. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean the the Nuke Levy is Ooh, something else. Uh, okay, so Lorna mentioning Tiernanog brought me something that is going to be mentioned on Common Sense eventually. 
the mist. Does anybody remember the show, The Mystical Knights of Tiernanog? Yeah. Okay. Tiernanog is the land of what, Lorna? Bay. Also known as the Underworld, right? Kind of, sort of. So it kind of threw me for a loop growing up. I knew nothing about this. It, 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 it's a nether realm almost. Yeah, but yeah, kind of. And the mystical knights of Tirnanog, that was where the place was. That's where they, are, they got their power from. That's where they got all this. And the best part is it was in Scotland. They filmed this. Of course. And like, I'm surprised Kyle doesn't know it. No. It was it was a 90s show, so think Power Rangers, but Knights. So speaking of shows, I was totally watching the Magical Legend like of Leprechauns. And it's basically a two-part, like it, it's a two-part miniseries, kind of like Merlin was, but it's about, you know, leprechauns, fairies, and they also and I was I was actually I was writing my POV for for this, and I remember look I was writing and I heard Doolahan and I was like excuse me and I never realized what that was until I actually like started really doing my research, and I was just like oh this is coincidence not really because obviously I'm writing about Faye and watching about Faye but just to have like the fact that it was so specific for me to have a Doolahan in there to be a Doolahan on there I was just like. <laughs> and and the fact that Sleepy Hollow's anniversary was yesterday, there is something weird going on. Hey. I mean, Ostara and St. Patrick's Day are happening within like three days of each other, which is kind of Ostara is also this also known as the spring equinox for those for my listeners, our listeners. And it's uh it, it like I said, it's not the way it's going and full moon on Friday. Cold. Crow moon, not cold moon. Cold moon is was earlier in the year, but crow moon on Friday. Just saying, there's some weird shit happening. Drew's dying, by the way. Wh- why are you dying? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Right, my tuxedo. I just, I wish I see her sitting on the suitcase we have in the living room. And I'm just I'm listening to Lorna, and all of a sudden I see a black tail sticking out of the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then I'm just, and she just completely disappears. And she I didn't realize you were talking out. about your cat at first. Dude, so you dude, said I tuxedo. I was just dude. like, you didn't wear a tuxedo to your oh yeah, wedding. I to mention, like we have a tuxedo cat. Yeah, we have an orange tabby and a tuxedo. So guys. I have a question. I have an answer. I hope so. Kyle, what is that orange light in your background? Oh, heater. Okay. Why is your oh, heater on? It's hot outside. Say what? It's hot outside. What you doing? That room gets like really cold, and this one gets really hot. So I have the AC going in there and the heater going there to kind of balance it out. <laughs> That's great. I'll- all of a sudden, a little tornado popped up in his house. Yeah, her name Okay, actually. Lorna. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, do you guys want to know how to, you know, protect yourselves against Please. these spay? Yes. Well, I know how to protect from mine. Because the devil, she shall appear. Well, this is kind of a blanket protection. That does gotcha. include... 
that does include what we just what you discussed what we discussed yeah. with yours okay first off do not banish these fae from their own territory yeah do not provoke these fae because they are vengeful spiteful and you can banish all you want to but once you step out of that little banishment circle that you've made you are not safe bye bye when i say vengeful i mean vengeful now to kind of protect yourself and you know ward against any bay cold iron which means like pure iron not cast not because i was like cold iron yeah not cast not you know any mix it has to be like actual iron they don't like it and also rowan trees are actually are like amazing to keep on hand because they can ward against the fae uh rowan trees are one of the more sacred trees within the british isles Mm. um do not say thank you or sorry those phrases are deemed insincere and diluted. So express the, I appreciate what you've done. I, I, I greatly admire, or I am sin- my sincerest apologies, uh, my you know, biggest regrets. You have to be very sincere, very truthful. Yes. Could you say, I humbly thank you? They don't. It's just, as long as the words thanking you are in there, they're like, nope, not going to take it. You can eat, like, even <laughs> saying, I, oh, what's going on, Kyle? Zoomies? Zoomies. His cat, she is having zoomies. So I'm sorry. I want to get her I'm, some milk. I just see Kyle, like, look to his left. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry, Lorna. It's okay. You knocked something over I and scared see, me. I can see, I saw the expression. But yeah, it has to be true appreciation and honest apologies. Okay. So none of the, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, then, or again, thank you so much. Going back to the honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Just be honest. Yeah. And you better be prepared to be like basically emotionally damaged by these, yeah. these creatures. <laughs> um. One of the things that actually both of you talked about yeah. was the cream and the milk. Bring offerings. Yes. Set out offerings. Honey. Honey is such a big thing for fairies. See, like, I, I would... keep saying honey, trink, little, little shiny trinkets, cream, milk, even the darkest, the most like just disgusting and like, not necessarily evil because if fairy if they are not good or evil they are seely unseely nothing is they're, black they're and white for their own thing. thing yes even the most malevolent they cannot resist milk cream nope. honey shiny things okay so lorna saying this kind of reminds me of owl house in the middle uh, of the street owl house Stop. No, uh, Ida the Owl Lady on the Disney show Owl House is distracted by shiny things. 
and but she but she's an owl basically so that's like oh. you say that just reminded me of it crows are crows and ravens are the same way yeah, it's just it's just like, she gets distracted by shiny things like no i don't clicks a pen with a blue light like it's so shiny. I must have it for my nest. Well, if you think about <laughs> that it, where that comes from? Yes, that's Owl House. Okay, because that's a trend on TikTok, and I see it pop up everywhere, but no one ever posts the original. Lorna talking. Oh no, no, I was thinking. I'm like sitting here thinking, how many mythical slash fantasy creatures like shiny things? So many. Are we mythical Faye? creatures now? Say. Goblins, dragons, dwarves, corvids, and other corvids, raptors, and I mean birds of prey when I say okay, raptors. That was like, I think Blue might be distracted by shiny things. She likes the clicking, so here you go. That could be true. But if you think about it, that's a really common denominator in a yeah. lot of these mermaids. Yes, yes. They like shiny things. Which, if we ever do that episode, we have to have a guest for. Deal. But we're not doing... I have one request. I don't want any little mermaid shit. Nope. (laughs) Mermaids aren't supposed to be pretty. You know what mermaids do? They kill. They eat sailors. I love it. Drew, do you know why Ariel wears... She sails as a brawl. First of all, that's my joke. Damn it. And you're doing it wrong, but I do know why. No, not. She sail bra. Why does Ariel why does Ariel wear seashells? Because B shells are too big or she outgrew her B shells. I've always heard it as a she-shell brawl because she's wearing a she-shell brawl. No, no, it's it's why does she wear seashells? Because she outgrew her B-shells. Because bras are A, B, C, D. Yeah. yeah. That's where I heard you. I don't know. I've never heard, like, but do you know why mermaids wear starfish and not shells? Drew, be careful on that one. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to say it. I was wondering if you knew. Yes, mm-hmm. be careful on that one. That's, There's that's, a reason I smiled. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into full detail. I just wondered if you knew okay. that was gonna be an after the episode thing. Speaking yeah, no. of jokes, I am so ready. And I did not come up with a joke myself. I will. I will. I'll let you go on with that, Kyle. But uh, yeah. I've only got two more points, and then we can, you know. Tangents. You are into the episode and tangents. Yeah, right now, I wanted to see what joke you were talking about. I can't tell it until oh, our D and D episode. Okay. So, do we have to do it on the first, or can it be the one coming up? Oh no, it's on the first because that's <laughs> April Fool's Day. It's so good. I forgot to mute myself. Damn. Yes, okay. I know we're I, I know we're a family friendly show minus the language, but I'm not gonna say that. I just wondered if you knew because yeah. Truett told me, and I was like, "Excuse me." I yeah. did, I heard that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when Lorna was talking about jokes, I thought she was talking about a joke right now. I was like, what joke? Don't leave me in suspense, but no, the first, okay. What's a cannibal call a phone book? What? What's a cannibal call a phone book? 
Oh, a menu. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey we haven't mentioned cannibals in this episode, so I just thought I'd throw it. We haven't mentioned cannibals in a little while. Hey, Kyle. Yes, true. You want to hear a dirty joke? Okay. A pig in a mud puddle. I, I figured it was going to be something of that. <laughs> I I did that when I worked at Fred's. I tried this. I get customers. I try to make them smile with stupid little jokes. I had I had love one lady. She was she was lovely. I said, "Look, would you like to hear a joke or joke?" She's like, "Okay, sure." Like, I asked her, "Like, would you like to hear a dirty jokes?" Like, I'm a pastor's wife. Like, it's not that kind of dirty, ma'am. That's when you look at her and go, "You didn't say no." Hey. <laughs> oh, technically she did. Did you guys hear the rumor about butter? Oh no, no, no! I'd rather not spread it. God dang it! <laughs> oh. I love hey. dad jokes. Hey, Kyle. Yes, true. I must ask you a question, but I'm shaving it for later. God. <laughs> yeah, I want to hate these, but Nathan pointed out the jokes we did last week. So, wait, I got I got a Harry Potter one before Lorna goes. I got yes. two. What do you call it? Where an am angry I going? Hu- before you do, no, before know, you do your point. You. I need. What nah. do you call it? An angry Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. A Hufflepuff. <laughs> what do you call what do you call an angry Slytherin? I don't know. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> okay. What do you call an explosive Griffin Gryffindor? What? Seamus. I don't get that one. Okay, remember the Gryffindor who always who's trying to turn something into they always walked around with the explosion on his face. <laughs> oh, I do okay. remember that. His name was Seamus. Oh, okay. And whenever this we did the Harry Potter panel, I was going to do Seamus just for just so I could have that makeup. <laughs> I, I saw the movies. I didn't get into the books. Oh no, no, that I, was my family did, but no, I like I don't think his name was ever mentioned in the books. They just said it in the movie yeah, at one it point. Is. Okay, it I don't is. remember. I've read through the first I four have... books, and I've seen the first five yeah. movies, but eh, I kind of. Lost interest and discovered, yeah. you know, Dracula. I, I have and yet to vampires. do a, I have yet to find a Ravenclaw joke, so they're too cunning. No, they're too smart. Just yeah. too smart. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's fight. I can't make I got two yet. more points. That's what I was saying. Really I didn't want to know. Do you really want to know? Yes. Okay, so oh, bells. Bells while point, point. You know, <laughs> bells while they you know tend to attract sealy fairies. Unsealy fairies again? don't like them. Bells. Bells. I thought you, no, I thought you were saying like something like a Gaelic thing. That's why I was like, wait, what? No, bells. <laughs> no, no, because I heard bells are, and I was like, I thought you were like, in love with beast in the castle. The speed of that. Uh, but really, bells. Yeah. Okay. So there are stories of the Sealy Queen who actually has bells on her uh, chariot. <laughs> but the Unsealy Fae don't like the noise. Right. Okay. So what's really cool about bells is there's also called a thing called witches' bells. <laughs> witches' bells are, you know, bells that 
hang on the door and every time they open like you know the bling sounds yeah and it's supposed to ward off evil spirits is that why they have them in stores nah that well it could be because you know evil necessarily protection against evil spirits but a warning of somebody coming in and possibly you know stealing from you yeah yeah um so fun story about that my cat blake the tuxedo does not like bells oh she's a cat she well it's it's like we got her collar that had a bell on it and she spazzed out you have a fae in your house i probably do and she's not telling me she's not gonna tell you she's probably told druid but she's not gonna tell you she's waiting until the cat king dies Oh, it is my turn now. Tell me and I was, I'll look her dead in the eyes and she stands like <laughs> it'll be it'll be the it'll be the blinking guy I mean the whole... Okay. Okay, point two. Last point. This is kind of a universal point of all creatures. Yeah. Everything in the world. Do not provoke. That's where Don't all the provoke. smoke comes from. Okay, you get eaten by a a kelpie or I don't really nice like it, damn it. It was nice <laughs> knowing you, Kyle. You're not my supervisor. I don't, I'm think, your wants, I don't think anybody wants to be your supervisor. I don't need a supervisor. I do horrible things. <laughs> <laughs> my son little laugh there. But that is my conclusion for the unseely. It and then uh, my, my next segment will be Seely. So I'm announcing my four weeks Are you from now. Be- oh, well, you can tell us in a second. No, 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 no. For yours. Oh. I've already yeah, decided. I've got a couple. I'm, I'm, I'm right now saying on this episode, I am picking the brownies. That's fine. Brownies are brownies are great. I love brownies. I, I love them so much. My sister much. makes amazing brownies. Oh my God, there it was. <laughs> I remember you when should they were have Ameri- known. I remember when they were American Dragon Jake Long, and I loved them so much. I vaguely remember that show on Disney. I, 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 I remember. I remember that show. My I brothers watched it. When he went from a buff dragon to a skinny noodle. I remember that too, and I missed the buff dragon. But I mean, yeah, got better. Shazam! Yeah, that's a good movie. Similar concept. That's fair. I didn't turn into anything, by the way, listeners. I'm disappointed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my next segment, my next episode will be the Seely Fairies. Uh, I'll go a little more in depth into Fey lore, like especially like where they come from. Um, not 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 to say the origins because. Again, like I said earlier, there's no specific origin. Yeah. It's it's not the, you know, when the first baby laughed for the first time, the mat the laugh broke into a thousand pieces, and that was the beginning of fairies. Does anybody know where that's from, by the way? What? No. Nobody knows where that's from. What the fuck? When the very first baby laughed for the first time, that laugh broke into a thousand pieces, and that was the beginning of fairies. She's one of the most famous fairies ever. Mm-mm. 
Crickets. Peter Pan. Tinkerbell. Mr. J.M. Barry wrote that origin story of fairies. I never and Tinkerbell's read. not the only fairy in that story. I've never the read one Peter I know Pan. Of. I've only seen the Disney movie and uh, Once Upon it's, a Time. Have you never seen Hook? I think I, I have. I know. Wait, you- is that the Robin Williams one? Uh-huh. Then yes. Yes, I have. Maggie Smith literally says that line. That's the only reason I actually remember that line. I had you know, been I've seen hooks, so I don't remember that. that came it's out on Netflix. Yeah. It came out before you were born. So Such the year you movie. were born. Yeah, let me look up the book. Such I'm good about. movie. So people, there's like a sequel book to the Peter Pan book that came out many, many years later. Oh, Jay and Barry wrote several different stories about Peter and Pan and never landed everything. There was a movie that took place before uh, Hook was a thing. Hook came out in a... 1991. So, the year I was born. Yep. Oh, like, when's your birthday, Kyle? Uh, December 28th. It came out December 11th. <laughs> That's Alrighty. funny. That's funny. That's so funny. Excuse me. <laughs> that one's for Jeremy, by the way. Not the burp. The that's so funny. Peter Pan in Scarlet. That's the book I was thinking of. It's like an official Peter Pan se- like sequel to the original Peter Pan book, but it came out like so. It, another person wrote it. It came out so many years later. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Hugh Jackman movie, uh, like the beginnings of Hook. Okay, so this is going to show you that I have daughters. Um, oh, boy. There is a Tinker... They did a whole bunch of Tinkerbell movies, which there's one called The Legend of the Never Beast, which honestly made me cry. But I also cried during Coco. I cried during Coco. And I am not ashamed because that is a beautiful It was. Movie. It really was. I like life. See, I... Okay, I have a... I have a calavera... I have a sugar skull tattooed on my side. I love love is it, the is it bad that i keep forgetting you have that one no because it's on my side and it's not seen unless you're like actually with me but no it's like i've like i know you have it but i just keep forgetting you have that one i have like 17 18 tattoos and see that's what i'm saying i just i, I just keep forgetting you have them because it's like wait what Ta-da! and what's I really funny is a lot of-, off of my tattoos but soon i'll have one here <laughs> I, I didn't know you had a Batman, Kyle. That's funny. Yeah, that was my first I one. I can't show. I can't show off all my tattoos because I have one on my back. I have one on my upper arm. I have one on my Thank side. I have them literally littering my hands and arms, my I've leg. Seen the one on your back. I think I remember that one. It's an onk. Yeah, I remember that. One. But yeah, no, I just like I. Whenever you say you have the sugar skull, I'm like oh yeah, she does. Yes. That is my largest tattoo. Yes. I remember the first time I saw that. That was the DC photo shoot we did. Yes. No. Yes. Because it was right before I got dressed in my back girl cosplay. Yep. Because, yeah, no, no. There's no getting out. No. Um, We're not doing that photo shoot in the cold again, right, Kyle? That was actually my birthday. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was like two years ago. Kyle. Three years ago. <laughs> Three years ago. Holy crap, that was three years ago. Yeah. That's hard to believe, yep. 
I need to do Superboy again. That was fun. I need to do another Constantine. I haven't done Constantine in so long. I need to redo. I need to remake my Batgirl, except for my cow, which oh, I love my cow. Okay, so I have no in conclusion statement. Um, don't yes, provoke do. the fairies. Don't provoke. Don't wander into a fairy circle. Good gods, do not wander into a fairy circle. Because one, you don't know if it's a sealy or an unsealy, and either way, you're not going to come out of it well unless you know how to ho- handle yourself against the fae. I'm going to tell y'all now, for some reason, most people are convinced that if they fall into the fairy court, they're going to fall, the fairy queen's going to fall in love with you. No, you're probably going to be hunted for sport. Probably. You're either going to be hunted for sport or you're going to be forced to procreate with fae to like strengthen the bloodline. And then most of the time they tend to kill off the humans after, you know, the, the, the like fae is born. Kind of, sort of, but it's more so that the parent doesn't try to, the human parent doesn't try to take the child out of the fairy realm and all that oh, good stuff. Why did that pop into my head? But, you know, then there's also the deal of changelings and whatnot. So again, don't provoke. Do not just wander into a fairy circle unless you know how to handle yourself. Do not let a fairy, do not give a fairy your name. You can say, you may call me. If a fairy says, can I have your name? Say no. Say no. Say no. No, no, You don't even have to say no. Do not say my name is. It is, you may call me. Time out. Lorna never went over the salt thing. Oh, um, salt doesn't bother fairies. Iron does. Yeah, that that, that was the thing. Yeah, cold iron and Rowan. What? Sorry, I just when, well, when wait. Said, wasn't there an episode on Supernatural where uh, like they the tried? Dean yeah, dumped a bunch of salt, and the fairy had to sit down and count every piece of salt. Or was that a different creature? No, 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 no. It is. But what's really weird is there are some fae that have to that will have to do that. And what's really cool that's also a vampire legend. That's like a that's like a little myth for vampires. Um, I want to say it's like a, an Eastern European kind of Shrigoi thing that if you, one way to protect yourself against vampire, like a Shrigoi or, you know, vampire thing like that, is you throw a handful of seeds, beans, grains of something where they have to count each and every individual, um, like piece. And what's really, okay. I love the Dracula 2000 movie. The one that oh, they did after that, they, they ha- it has sequels. They're not good sequels. I will give them the one, the one uh, uh, point, or yeah, I will give the one brownie point for that being part of the uh, second one. Like they actually did that. Huh? Is that a fey pun? No, but it might. It should have been. <laughs> I think Drew and I both thought you you did a pun. A little bit. I don't even think about it. I just say brownie points, period. But uh, yeah, no, that that's that is a uh, a myth for that's part of some lore for vampires. I'm. Just, I think I might have to do vampires after I finish Faye because like go for it. 
I am sitting here like recalling everything that I remember about vampires and just I, like, I know what my next episode is and then after that I'm going to start like the Lovecraft thing I had been talking about. I'm going to start the Lovecraft list. So I'm going to be on Lovecraft for a while after my next episode. Uh, I've got both my Faye episodes. I've got my next two planned out. I've, I've actually got it planned out this time. Nice. Does anyone after- have any other tangents before Drew announces next week's episode? No, I think we covered them all. Okay. Uh, uh, any oh, other announcements? Wait, wait, wait. Do I have anything else about the? Um, they seriously aren't all Tinkerbell looking. No, they are. So, I've seen and, pictures. Like there are Fae that are some of the gnarliest looking Fae, but are honestly some of the nicest. Just, just you know, throwing that out there. Lots of Fae creatures in the D and D game, so be ready for that. Lots of Fae creatures in lore. No, in our game. So just be ready for that. Okay. I kind of had a feeling. I know how to handle the thing. What about Gomez? <laughs> I heard no mas pantalones means true. It doesn't have any pants on. <laughs> yes, because I told her to get ready. We're about to go. <laughs> and she didn't realize we're, I'm not muted. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I did find the Bruce Campbell thing I was talking about earlier. What is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, he was supposed to voice the lobster in a Hellboy game. Oh, God. But that DLC never got made, so he never got to do it. Uh, that Okay, let me let me say something about the game. It was fun, but it could have been so much better. I, I don't think I ever got to play that one. Is that the one that was like a... It was on PlayStation 2. You picked four. It was like a four-person co-op, kind of like no, no, no. It was just a. I don't know. I never had anyone to play with, so I don't know. But uh, can can I throw? Yes. After you're done, I want to throw something out there because I just remembered reading about this, and it's just like (gasps) I forgot to mention that. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, Yeah, he was supposed (laughs) to play the lobster in that, and then uh, apparently in Injustice Two. Uh, when Hellboy and Jay Garrick's version of the Flash talk, apparently Jay Garrick and the Lobster are homies. Interesting. Mm. You too done? Damn, my liner looks good today. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Uh, Oh, I need to do that. Like, yeah, the Injustice 2 thing, he has a lot of good quips in there, especially against the Turtles. Yes. Which, yeah, it's weird to say I have a video game where I can make the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fight Hellboy. Not really. I mean, if they know the game, then our listeners know the game. (laughs) Well, think about how much, uh, like, because they had to buy the rights for those characters and everything. Well, it's Warner Brothers, so. I gotta say, it's Warner Brothers, and I don't know, I I forget who does the Hellboy comics or who even owns the rights. Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Because Dark Horse also let them use Spawn for Mortal Kombat, which, another tangent, we were supposed to get Ash in the last Mortal Kombat game, but the deal fell through, and it pissed me off because they did the season pass trailer, and they had the chainsaw in there, and they were like, Here's the list of characters, and in the disclaimer, you could see uh, Dark Horse's Spawn, 
Ash, Army of Darkness. And then the fucking deal fell through and I never got to play my boy. I never got to hear Bruce Campbell and- I wonder uh, if he's salty about it. David got a conversation. Just a little. I'm a little salty. I mean, hey, he, Joker and Spawn got one at least. Fucking hate clowns. I love that line so much. And the best part is, sorry to stop you, Lorna, is the fact that Keith David came back to voice Spawn for the game. That is the only Spawn. Keith David voices my favorite Disney villain. Uh, the the Shadow Man. I I don't remember his actual name. Uh, Doc uh, Doc Facilier. Doctor Facilier. I love loves him. He is a character in the uh of oh god what is, the villainous game for disney yeah he's the he's a character piece you can play as him in the game that's a, my niece played as him last time they all came to visit and we played. i mean that's my favorite disney movie anyways so uh i got like my favorite is if we're going there my favorite is hades just just be- James Woods. i love him so much he's especially so when good. he tells the bad joke and he's like ah ah i liked scar I was, I'm a Scar fan voice. Oh, look, so Jeremy Irons has a beautiful voice, too. Mm-hmm. And I loved him as Alfred. Uh, speaking of Scar, did you know that Jim Cummings is the singing voice for Scar? For the second half of the song. And true, it tells me this. I'm like, excuse me? I, got fun. I was about to mention that because fun fact. So when Jeremy Irons shouts... Uh, you're not. You won't get a sniff without me. He blows out his vocal voice. <gasps> oh, and that's really? Where, that's where Cummings takes over, and that's why that song is the only time Ed, the laughing hyena, who's voiced by Cummings, has yes, a speaking role. Um, wow, another fun you... fact about voice actors: Do you know who the voice act? Okay, so the singing voice for Dax Skellington is Danny Elfman. Yes, okay. that I know. Do you know who the speaking voice is? Yes, I don't no. know his name, but I know who it is. It's the prince from Princess Bride. The evil it's guy. Prince Humperdinck. It is Chris Sarandon. It is Susan Sarandon's first husband. He yeah. does become the singing voice for Jack in the sequel video game, Oogie Boogie's Revenge, where they get all the cast to come back to play their characters. And he took singing lessons just to do the songs for that game. Oh, but now you will know that Prince Humperdinck also plays. Jack Skellington. Mm-hmm. Prince Humperdinck. The evil prince from the Princess the Bride. Right, thank you. I had to think of who he was for a minute. You want to give me hell about Ron Perlman and then pull that crap? No, I, I, was, trying, no, I, was, trying, I was trying to remember his face. The handsome like, I know who the character is, but I was trying to remember if we ever actually saw him. It's been a minute since I've seen the movie. Oh, yeah. He's in, the, he's in like 90% of the movie. Like I said, it took me a minute because... I still can't get over friggin' um, Andre the Giant being in it. Oh, R.I.P. What a beautiful soul. Um, oh, my point earlier. Okay. Yes. So I should, I forgot, I totally forgot about this because I didn't write it down, obviously. When I was talking about changelings and, you know, human fey hybrid, there are connections between people who are neurodivergent and being changelings slash say halflings wait really uh-huh they people i have tried have made that con- have made connections about that and it's just, it's fascinating i'm like oh that 
Could be something. Yeah. Oh, the kitties. I and love how, I love how mine's meowing is going to be on the recording. You've heard my dog how many times? That's fair. We heard Nathan's dog how many times in Common Sense? <laughs> Don't get me started, we heard, sweet pea. We heard children, too. Yeah. And it's Truett. Hi, Truett. Hi, Truett. Um, All right. Well, final announcements? I was about to say, uh, we have the D&D game on Friday. And then... What, Truett? I said woohoo. Yeah, that was Lorna not. No, I thought Truett had said something while she was walking up too. No, that's just that one talking. Oh, but okay. there's the cat she. The king of the cats. Yes. <laughs> but uh yeah, we have the game on Friday. And then uh our next game, because we do it monthly, and so basically I send the group chat a list of Fridays of the month and then they pick what day we play on. Uh, so our next game is going to be on April 1st and it's going to be it might be a bit of a longer episode because I'm off that Friday. So we could actually sit down and play a while and I can drink and <laughs> drink during y'all's idiocracy. Well, and as the beautiful Tiff pointed out, it is April Fool's Day. It is. So yeah, I, met, I told all the players uh whoever comes with the best joke for that episode like we'll record it and the group gets to pick whoever who has the best joke they'll get an in-game reward and i've already got it picked i think it's something everyone will like so yeah i have to come up with my joke so ready with my joke i saw it the other day (laughs) like i heard it the other day i was like that's the one i gotta write it's a little dirty it's a little dirty that's fine on the D&D show because okay. everything gets dirty on D&D games. So I mean... It's going to happen. So yeah. It's good, though. It's so good. I'm so excited about it. But yeah, we have the game on Friday, and then Saturday we have HorrorCon, which all three of us will be at. We will have a panel. We will be hanging out next to uh, Arkansas Justice League, which has several of our friends. I'm about to Twitch. burp. Justice League Arkansas. Yeah. We're, By we're the way, JLA, our panel, not yeah. AJL. By the I way, our panel. Yes, you did. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> our panel will be <laughs> at noon. Yes. So please come hang out. Um, also, we will be we doing will... interviews. Yeah. yeah. At Is our that table. what you were about to say? <laughs> exactly. I am sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I was just going to say our first interview is already booked. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear. I, you guys say stuff when I'm at work and I missed it. No, I, I thought you were even... here because we were doing it during the Oh, you ramble. were getting ready to get on. Oh, that's okay. what it is. So our yeah, first interview soon. for Saturday will be the beautiful Stormy. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, it might help you guys with stuff and is going to be doing my next tattoo. No. Ah. So uh i mean obviously we want time to eat but we will be asking all the whoever wants to join us we will be doing interviews you can tell us about your personal paranormal experiences talk about alliteration (laughs) (laughs) and the best part is it has the the where it's at has a beautiful pizza place and i can't wait to eat there again oh we're we're bringing food 
Huh? Snacks. Where I are know, they bringing snacks? Another snacks. cat. Kitty, kitty, kitty. That's the tabby. Um, She's not as have... vocal as a tuxedo. Oh, Sunday is Ostara. So those who do celebrate uh, the pagan holidays, enjoy yeah. your Ostara. Enjoy your equinox. I'm going to yeah, spend mine sleeping. Hey. Bam. Hey, no, the spring equinox is about rebirth, so enjoy. Get your rest. Rebirth yourself. I say I'm going to be sleeping, but I know my older brother is going to want to try. uh, Well, I don't know if he works Sunday or not. He may want to play Elden Ring at some point. So Sunday is going to be a rest day because, yeah, we have all these shows. We have to record the D&D after show at some point at the con when we're not busy. Yeah. There's a lot. We got a lot going on over the next few days, so I <laughs> hope everybody is ready. Oh, yeah. All right. Andrew, All right. You what are we doing next week? week? Hmm. Sorry. Wake up. So, Grab your brush, put a little makeup. So I wanted to do something because I had just finished uh, Teen Wolf in the very last monster of the series season is known as the Anukate. But there's not enough on it, so I'm going to save that so I can find more to do an actual episode on it because it's really interesting to do. So, instead, we are doing a cryptid from one of my hometowns. Oh! are we? We We are doing the Jersey Devil. Hell yeah! That's going to be it's like Everyone's like, one of the hometowns. Yes, people. Yes, listeners. I am from San Antonio, Texas, and I can't remember where in New Jersey, but nowhere near the shore. Are you sure about that? I swear. Are you positive? I am not positive because only fools are positive. Oh, Thank you, I'm Drew. I'm sad to hear. <laughs> but yes i was deciding on that it was going to be either t- between three things and it was so a few later episode will be the nukate because i have to it's really interesting you know you could always gather other legends to kind of go with it just like connective they're, they're, legends. They're, well it is an actual legend there's more to it but everything i look up pops up teen wolf and yeah, I'm actually excited for this because uh, Lorna saying that uh, while like the Chupacabra is one of her top three, the Jersey Devil is one of my top three. Kyle, why? I'm a pretty, pretty princess. Oh, God. But growing up in New Jersey, I heard a lot about this thing. So I was like, you know what? I want to look into it. So I did. And bada bing. Me too. We are all pretty pretty princesses. <laughs> all right. So next I actually week. have a circlet, so sorry. So, our, ah! our next episode, we're gonna have a bonus episode for the con, which I don't that will probably be uploaded Sunday. Probably. Like I'll, I'll send bonus it to episode. Nick at some point. It might take quite a bit of editing since it's yeah. gonna be cut, yeah. like record, cut, record, cut. Like that, 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 that. So we have that, and then the week after, we're doing Jersey Devil. <laughs> and then the next group one, which I still don't know what we're doing for that. 
We should. Oh, neither do I. I have an idea for that one, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah, can we talk about it right after we're done here? Okay. Well, we. I got it. After that, we'll just throw out the idea. Okay, guys. <laughs> Until next time, stay out of the shadows. Don't tempt the fae. Bye.